Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comics All About, the podcast where we talk about comics, gaming, nerdy goodness, news, Marvel, DC, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, and everything in between. I'm Russ, and as you can see, this is a very different episode today. I am by myself. Landon has some other stuff, had some stuff going on this week, and it was just kind of one of those things that we couldn't really make it happen. But I am here. We are going. This is another special episode because, A, it is episode 50. I don't turn my phone off of Ringer. It's episode 50. Um, If you would have told me, you know, however long ago when we started this that I, I would still be doing it, and have gotten to uh, episode 50, I would have told you you were crazy. Um, but that's just how nerdy I am, that, you know, we just keep talking. <laughs> um, today, because I'm by myself, we're going to do a couple things differently. Uh, we're going to talk, um, we're going to talk uh, one comic in, in particular. As you can also see, this is, this is being, this should come out probably like Saturday night or Sunday. Usually these come out on Friday, but one of the reasons I didn't do this on Wednesday or Thursday night was for one specific reason. One of the things we're going to talk about today is Rings of Power because I have not been able to kind of gush and kind of really dig in and talk about Rings of Power the way that I have wanted to just because we have so much going on. And so that's what I'm going to do today. And so instead of recording, talking about Rings of Power and then having a new episode come out the next day or the day that this would have came out, I decided to wait and watch the most recent episode. And man, am I glad I did. Um, it, it's a banger. It's a banger. So we'll get into it. But first, uh, let's talk some comics, specifically Spider-Man. So right now, <clears throat> goodness gracious. Right now in comics, uh, an event is going on right now that is called Judgment Day. It's essentially Avengers versus X-Men versus Eternals. Um, but they woke up a Celestial. The, the Celestial that the Avengers have been uh, using as their base, it was a dead Celestial. Uh, they resurrected him, and now he's essentially judging everybody. Um, <clears throat> in the main comic... Uh, he ended up judging Captain America and killing Captain America. Um, and I guess the X-Men are using their rebirth pods to bring him back to life. But that's not what we're going to talk about because that story is so convoluted. And I'm interested to see. Um, I'm interested to see how it um, continues. Uh, once it's out fully, I'll probably read it. Um, but specifically... Spider-Man came out on Wednesday, and it was a tie-in episode, or a tie-in issue, excuse me, with that, um, that event. And the reason I want to talk about it is because one of the interesting things that it does is that it, it kind of takes a step outside of what's going on in um, Spider-Man currently. But it also ties in, and I'm interested to see what happens going down the road. Um, Spider-Man is essentially told, hey, just so you know, this giant celestial is judging people, and he comes and 
judges you in a lot of different forms. Sometimes he comes as himself and, and you just see him, or he also will sometimes make himself look like other people. And what we realize is that Peter, this, um, this uh, celestial has decided to come to Peter as Gwen Stacy. And so, whoa, I always forget that this needs to turn back on. Jeez, um, uh, sorry, guys. Uh, there, that works. Um, <clears throat> so he comes to Peter as Gwen Stacy. And so uh, Peter is really rattled by this, obviously, because it's Gwen Stacy. And we all know what happened with Gwen Stacy. Um, but what's interesting is that you see him going around to the different people in his life. You see him go to um, Aunt May. You see him go to um, Miles Morales. You see him go to these people and talking to them and trying to make sure that they're good and like uh, let them know that like he's proud of them, that he loves them, all of this stuff. Essentially because he's afraid of being judged by this guy. But also on a second segment, Sorry, my dogs are barking. The dogs are barking. Uh, secondly to that, though, is that he... Um, he's kind of sketched out by the fact that it's Gwen that's kind of following him around. And so he's... Not only is he, like, focused on being judged accordingly, but it is really messing with his head that he's like, hey, like, you know, Gwen, I... You know, I I'd be do I'd I'd be doing stuff that would make you proud. That's essentially what essentially what is happening, and it's really cool because when he goes to Aunt May, like she is very calm about the whole giant celestial judging people. And what we find out for the re the reason for that is that the the celestial has decided to come to her as Uncle Ben. And so she is just kind of really enjoying the fact that Uncle Ben is there. But so we get through this whole story. And what's really fascinating is that the whole time Peter is like, hey, like, you know, I he's trying to avoid something. And what we realize is he's trying to avoid Norman. He's trying to avoid going to Oscorp because he's trying to avoid the conversation of like, hey, like, you know, I I'm working for Norman now. And um and at one point he kind of says, he's like, I am so, like, he, he's trying to avoid it, trying to avoid it. And finally he can't avoid dormant any longer. And he's like, I am sorry. He deserves a second chance. I believe he is trying to do better this, that, and the other. And I thought that was really fascinating. I think it's a really good character study of Peter. Um, and at the end, the uh, celestial judges him worthy, essentially. And it's crazy because when he does that, what ends up happening is that Gwen Stacy's body is essentially resurrected. Like he puts Gwen Stacy back in her body and Peter gets to talk to Gwen for like a minute. And Gwen is like, I've been gone a while, haven't I? Like you're much older, but he, she's also like, you know, I'm proud of you. Like I, like I know who you are and I know what you're capable of and i know that like you know you're doing good the 
the crazy part about this is that we we take all of a sudden once he's done talking to uh gwen as she starts to fade away we take a secondary look a different angle and we realize that norman is there and he's looking at peter and he's realizing that holy cow he was because peter does says a couple things when he's around norman at, like he's talking to Gwen, but Gwen's obviously not there. So he's like, oh my God, he was talking to Gwen. What we also then find out is that the uh, Celestial has decided to come to Norman as Gwen Stacy. So that's really interesting. I don't know if we're going to ever like get, um, if they're ever going to play off of that, but I'm very interested to see if they do and see what they decide to do with that. Um, so that's comics. Um, there's uh we got a new issue of thor um venom and thor are now um ganging up together to fight off this guy but nothing really major um so yeah so that's comics but let's get into rings of power i i i said it last week that i've struggled with how people have been receiving uh rings of power um because i am thoroughly enjoying it i think there's there are some issues with it um and some issues that are different from um what Tolkien set up uh Joe best friend Joe shout out Joe um actually mentioned something that kind of explains a lot of that and it's the fact that um Amazon only bought the rights to the appendices um again the pro- the biggest problem with Lord of the Rings is that for the forever um the tolkien estate will not sell the rights to anything so they didn't sell the rights to silmarillion that's why they they didn't they mentioned morgoth but they couldn't put him on screen um especially during the intro prologue um the interesting part so that's that's some setup where it's like okay this explains why some of the things are a little wonky um but this is I I I've just really been enjoying this show and I'm really happy that I waited till this episode to talk about it because the last 5 I think we're on episode 6 now the last 5 episodes have been set up like this is we have been setting up and episode 6 is where it's like oh it's going down so um the first couple episodes yes we're slow I totally I I I'm not here to say that like Oh, this is perfect television, and everybody who who thinks it's not is wrong. the The first four episodes are definitely slow, and also it's again, as I said last week, it is a very different style of setup compared to um, compared to House of Dragon. Um, but as someone who loves this world and loves the histories of this world, this show so far has felt like a delve into the history books kind of a thing. Um, I think Galadriel's character, while I still sometimes struggle with the actress's portrayal of Galadriel, I think she's a great, um, she's actually a really good character. Um, And this obsession with Sauron, who killed her brother, is really cool because it actually comes to a head 
in this most recent episode because they finally so um this most recent episode you have the um the men of the southlands essentially being like all right we've got a we've got to fortify we've you know the orc armies are coming and so Adar and the orcs are marching to Osgiliath um and it's very reminiscent of um Helm's Deep. It's very reminiscent of Helm's Deep. Um, and so you have this fight between the uh, orcs and the humans. And the humans lo- are losing, obviously. They barricade themselves into the uh, the town. And they think they'd won. But actually what they did is they just killed a lot of the people that in the previous episode went and and like gave their allegiance to Adar. So then Adar brings his full force and he fight, he gets in, he gets a hold of Theo and Bronwyn and is like, yo, give me, give me the sword. Give me the sword. Because what we find out is it's a key. The sword is a key. Now, is the sword a part of Lord of the Rings lore and what Tolkien wrote? Absolutely not. But what I will say is I have no problem with this sword being a part of it because, again, adaptation versus, you know. Um, just copying the sword is not like a ring of power this is not like um, they give it qualities of the ring um, much so like once you've used it you're connected to the sword that kind of stuff but they're not treating this as like oh hey this is something we created it's like the ring and it's really powerful it's just a key so that's really I, I I think I think especially with this episode I'm much happier with how the sword um, comes to fruition and is portrayed. Um, but so then we get a Sildor and we get the Numenorians who they sail they get and they come in, in the nick of time and just murder the the orcs. They take some capture. They capture um, Adar which that was a really cool scene because you have Galadriel chasing Adar who has the, who has the sword and we have, and Halbrand follows her, which just to say, I got to say this, the, um, the costume design and set design of this show is just amazing. I love Halbrand's um, armor. It's pretty dope. Um, so they're chasing, they're chasing Adar. They finally uh, stop him, and Gladriel has to stop Halbrand from killing Adar because Halbrand knows who Adar is. He has a history with him. Uh, we don't know what that history is, but again, Halbrand has said that like you don't know what I've done, and when you do know what I've done, then you're going to abandon me. Um. So Halbrand is like this guy's horrible. I'm done with him. Like, well, let's just kill him. And Galadriel has to stop him and be like, Hey man, like you can't, we need him. A, we need him alive, but also B it's not going to help you if you kill him. So they bring him back and, um, Galadriel starts interrogating him. Now here's one, here's one of the cool parts. One of the things we find out about Adar is he is one of the original elves. He is one of the original elves that Morgoth, um 
essentially imprisoned and uh, mutilated and twisted to his own designs. He is the original orc. But what's cool about that is that he is like, yeah, well, you know, I don't call, we don't call ourselves orcs, we're orcs. So, which then, if you think about it, when you look at Sauron, or not Saruman, uh, Sauron, Saruman, when he creates his Urukai, it's a cool little um, word deviation to like um, note change in that, which I thought was really cool. Um, so he is one of the original elves, or the original elves that was turned into an orc. Now, he looks at the orcs as his children, which is much different from how Sauron looks at orcs and even how Saruman looks at orcs. They look at orcs as, hey, you are my subjects, whereas Adar is very much like, no, these are my children. These are, these are my children. Now, not sure if he has the power to uh, create orcs or, or what, you know, we don't know the, you know, reproduction, reproductive um, intricacies of orcs. Um, but he's a very interesting character, and he essentially tells Gladwell, he's like, yo, like, this isn't over. Um, and what we find out is that the creepy old dude who was the innkeep, um, Adar gave him the actual sword. So what we find out is that Theo, uh, Arondin, Arondin, I think that's his name, uh, gives Theo the sword and says, hey. I know you're so. I know. I know you can. Like, you have a connection to this. Give it to the Numenorians and have them throw it in the sea. And he's like, "All right, fine." He unravels it, finds out that it's just a hatchet. What we find out is that the creepy old dude can never remember his name. Has it, and he took it to Osgiliath and essentially puts it in the keyhole. What we find out is that essentially this key. Uh, destroys the dam that Osgiliath is built on. Why is that important? It it harkens back to previous episodes where we find out that the orcs are digging. They're build. They're digging holes. They're digging something, and or or they're abducting people and having them do it. What we find out is all of the tunnels lead to this giant mountain, which we find out is a dormant volcano. And they start chanting uh, this word in black speech. What we find out is this mountain is Mount Doom. This is the this is Mount Doom, and all the water surges into Mount Doom and essentially cr like forces it, creates enough agitation with the lava and the magma and all of that, and cr and forces Mount Doom to become undormant uh, and below. And so you have. All of this just happening. Um, really cool. I think it's it's fun with the Southlands in this show to start realizing where you are in um, in the Southlands. Um, because the Southlands are Mordor, we know a little bit more information than the people in the show. But what's cool is that because of that, we see, um, you know, we see, oh, you know, Osgiliath, you know, that's going to become, you know, uh, this, this place. 
um and it is actually uh that tower is in i think in the in in the lord of the rings uh my memory is failing me on this one um but yeah i think it's really cool uh where this episode ends this is the lead-up episode this is the episode that goes okay nothing's gonna change from moving forward um so i think that's really cool the second part of this so obviously again lord rings of power have been kind of have diverged kind of into two different stories you have the men glad and galadriel so numenor the men of the southlands galadriel and then you have and then you have elrond uh durin the dwarves and the elves of linden so the this latest episode did nothing uh in the elves and dwarves storyline it solely focused on the men the numenorians and uh, adar so the previous episode however did some setup for the dwarves and the elves and what what we get is that elrond up until this point figured that the only reason he was being sent like he was like coming to the dwarves was so that way he could um create a partnership between them so that they could build this furnace slash tower that they're trying to build what he finds excuse me man i'm exhausted what he finds out in this in in this episode is that there were there were ill there were intentions behind uh, one of those being that he actually was sent to the dwarves for Silmaril. He just, or not Silmaril, uh, Mithril. He just didn't know it. And so he goes to Durin. Uh, Durin goes to Linden with, with Elrond. They're sitting at the table and uh, the Elven King, cannot remember his name right now. Uh, he He goes, you know, Durin, like, I want to let you know, like, you guys have been kind of chilling for so long, and now all of a sudden your furnaces are just crazy. I'm hearing that you guys are digging deeper than ever. Like, what what do you owe this, like, newfound um, can-do attitude to? And Durin understands where, he, like, he knows that he's he's fishing for something. And he goes, you know, he's like, I, I I'm just wondering, like, you guys are just making all these uh, all these kingdoms all over the place. Like, I could ask the same about you. Um, and so they have this standoff, and it's after this. Um, it's after this meal that Elrond and the king. I want to call him Celebrimbor, but Celebrimbor is the guy who's who forges the rings. He's the other one who we find out knew what the king was planning and just and asked him to tell elrond but El, uh, the king would not would not bring elrond in um so they have this conversation that the, uh, that you know hey the tree is sick like the tree the the tree is sick and he, essentially what we find out is that he believes that mithril if we get if they gather enough mithril mithril is going to be what you know helps the elves stay uh fading from fading because what the elves are realizing right now in the second age is that they are fading 
and they have no idea why they don't understand it nobody's like nobody's like oh hey you know fyi here's your here's the manual here's the the list and um you know this is what is supposed to happen to your people you guys are supposed to fade and move and go back to valinor and essentially the fading is that their souls will still remain but they will continue to fade until they are essentially just souls they are completely invisible um but they don't know what this is they don't know what what brings it about they don't know any of this and um so they're trying to figure out things now uh, shout out to a podcast that i've listened to for a very long time um the tolkien professor he is he's got one called realms in realms in something uh and um oh i did it again guys i did it again i'm really bad at this um he's got this show called around and so he goes dilla dives really deep into each of these episodes one of the things he brought up which i went once i heard it i was like oh that makes sense is that during at this point sauron changes his look he doesn't look like sauron he essentially looks like a very pretty elf he's a very much he's a very he oh my gosh he's very much an allegory for um the devil in a lot of ways where you know the devil was the the prettiest angel and then you know now instead he uh and then he falls um so sauron in in the silmarillion he essentially twists and deceives Celebrimbor into building the the rings and then he essentially makes one ring to essentially overshadow them and this feels like especially with everything with the tree and like this this weird plan to use mithril it sounds like something that Sauron would be kind of like telling Celebrimbor hey this is how this is you know this would this can help and to deceive them because what it really feels like and they've they've teased it a couple of times is that with this old mine and this being where mithril is it really feels like um this is going to be how the how they uh awaken the balrogs um in casa doom because if um, if you know anything, Kaza Doom is Mordor, or not Mordor, Moria, the Mines of Moria. Moria, it becomes, it, the name Moria is given to Kaza Doom once Kaza Doom falls. Um, uh, and, and so that could be really interesting. Um, I, I have a feeling that that's gonna, that they're gonna push that very hard. Um, and I think that's where this is leading. Um, obviously, this is also leading to the building of the rings like this furnace that they are that the elves are building is going to be the furnace that Celebrimbor makes the rings now we've already got so we have that being built and now we have mount doom erupting so now sauron has the um he has the furnace that he is going to be using to make um to make things so um really again this episode really cool i really enjoyed just how just what they did in this episode to set everything up again 
the last four episodes of this show have been completely set up. They're they're setting up what's happening. And this episode is very much, all right, hey, let's get to work. Kind of like let's this is this is the inciting incident that's going to push push this show so much further and so much faster. Um if y'all have not watched this show, I I would I would genuinely give it a chance. Um I'm having a lot of fun with it. I love this world. I love the the uh cinematography in this in this show is absolutely amazing. The CGI in this show is absolutely gorgeous. Um so I'm very I'm I'm excited to see what's happening. This has this show has me very excited. Um I'm trying to think what happened in She-Hulk this episode. Oh, this episode of She-Hulk 2 um like moving moving into She-Hulk um, this episode of She-Hulk didn't do much. Uh, Jen is figuring out how to be both Jen and She-Hulk. Um, it was a really good episode. We found out, you know, that um, the uh, we got a little bit more information on the Hulk King. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I think Landon will probably want to talk about that a little bit um, next episode. Uh, but yeah, this is a shorter episode, guys. Again, I'm by myself. I had, I wanted to talk a little bit about Rings of Power. I want to get someone on the show with me that is a Tolkien nerd and we can like really just like nerd out about, um, Rings of Power and we'll have plenty more opportunities to do so. Um, but with that, I wanted to let you later. I don't know. Let you guys later. Um, I will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening and, uh, peace.